The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're so happy that you're joining us today. And you know, I always laugh when I hear that introduction. I wish I had something so crazy to say that they had to say they didn't know if they were on the same page as me and they didn't um, didn't have my, I was not speaking their interests. But anyway, thank you for joining the Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And during this show, we are really talking about ways that you can take control of your own career. And you know, this isn't an outlandish idea, which is probably why I, I don't know if I've got anything outlandish to say, but what I know is that most people have not been in charge of their career before, and it's scary. It uses a set of tools and skills that we've never used before, and that's why I wanted to start this show, was to provide resources to help build skills that you'll need to move your own career forward in today's de-jobbing world. And so that's what we're here to do. Each week I share my experience helping thousands of professionals advance their career. And I bring in some industry leaders to provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and proactively moving towards your goals. Then last week we, we had a guest and we had a lot of fun with Katrina Brittingham and she did a little interview of me actually, which was a, a fun change for me. And then next week, we're going to be speaking to an, a, a LinkedIn expert and a former recruiter. And he's going to come and talk about really how to work with recruiters, having been one himself. So if you are interested in how to work with recruiters, you'll want to tr- kind of listen in next week or download this show after next week. To this week, we're going to talk a little bit about change management. And this is meant for whether you're managing your own kind of career change or you are maybe managing change within an organization because we know how how lovely all of that change is when we're in that leadership role. So we're going to talk a little bit today about change management and some of the change management models that are out there and some of the things that I see people being challenged with when they are managing change. So if you have a, a question or a comment that you want to share with us today, you're always more than welcome to call in live at 
472-5790 or you can email me at marie m-a-r-i-e at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions so let's talk a little bit here about change and why why we struggle so much with change and i think it's not an outlandish idea to realize that most people don't like to change. Even people who say that they want to and and say that they're ready for it or say that they really want somebody to come in and challenge them, they really don't want to be pushed. They don't want to have to do something different unless it's their idea, right? And we've experienced this in a lot of different ways in our career, both when we're in an organization and then when we're not. I work with lots of people who are unemployed and thinking about how different it is when you get laid off and have to make a change versus when you make that decision to leave. That that result is really the same, right? A transition. But it's so much harder when you get laid off because you didn't get to make that choice. You didn't get to decide when. You didn't get to decide how. All of those pieces make it much more challenging. And, you know, some great change experts will talk to us about choosing versus unchosen. If we can decide that we're going to choose the change, that, that can make it better. And it, in an individual sense, it might right to decide that we're going to choose this change and and that's going to make it easier but a lot of times that the situation just doesn't really allow for that so i want to talk through some some parts of change and i'm going to start first with the new ideas every day in our careers or every day in our businesses, people throw out new ideas, right? And if we're a manager, maybe we even are asking our employees, you know, we want your new ideas. Here's a suggestion box and a a reward for people who are submitting the best ideas. But then what happens? What happens to those ideas? What happens to our ability to implement them? What happens to if we're even paying attention are we actually doing anything with those ideas? Right? I just went to a, a national conference and they're talking about the future of resumes and, and where resumes are going. And it's so funny to sit in that room and hear these great ideas about different things resume writers could be doing and, and even different things we could be doing that would add revenue to our business. And yet what is growing in the room? And you've if you've ever been to a presentation where someone's challenging the way things have always been done, you can probably feel that growing in the room, right? It's the tension of people not wanting to change. It's the tension of people not being ready to change. And so what happens is we disregard sometimes even the whole idea because we're not ready. And and so it's oh that you know 
that's not true and that's not going to happen and the resume is always going to be around. And if we are not paying attention, a lot of things can happen. So what happens when we don't change? What's happened to companies like Kodak and Borders Books and is currently happening to Blockbuster? What happens when we, re- when we don't change? Right? We become irrelevant. We stop meeting our market needs. Or we, we maybe lose our team if we're in a business. And so we have all of these things that we know happens if we don't change. And yet we cling so tightly to what, we've, what we're used to, right? Inertia, the great power of inertia, what we're used to. And a lot of times making that change is, is not that difficult because we have the ideas, but we have to figure out how to, to get through them. So let's talk about a few things that happen when we've got new ideas, right? We've got new ideas of what careers we should go into, new ideas of things we should be doing in our business, or new ideas from our team of different ways we should be operating our team or our division, our unit. And, and this, some of this is going to come from here at the beginning. We're going to talk about some things that, that I am getting from Christy Govertson. G-O-V-E-R-T-S-E-N, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. And, uh, you know, fun place where I got some of this was from a Rotary, Rotary International Conference, but I thought it was perfect to share with all of you. So one of the things that she talks about getting in the way of making these ideas into action or innovation, whatever it might be in your business, and even career change, is, and she calls it obstacle one, being that we don't want to change, right? And so when we hear somebody come with these ideas, we automatically get an either-or mindset, right? That I either have to stay at this job forever or go back to school, or I have to um, be unemployed or do something I don't want to do, right? And we get this either or, and, and a lot of times, even if we're in stress or especially if we're in stress, it's a worst case scenario, right? The, the either or becomes very dramatic because we are feeling dramatic, right? We've just been laid off or whatever it might be. And then if we're in a business, what we notice is there become camps, right? And the camps are, we either make this new technology or this new technology. And the groups are getting their little picket signs and, and, and nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's changing anything because of this either or mentality. And one of the things that I do naturally with my career changer clients that I really hadn't even realized was part of this change process is looking for the 
ands. Right? How can you use your experience and make a change? How can you use your experience and do something different? How can you make a change and stay at the same payroll? Right? Stay at the same salary? Or how can we make this new technology and use all the extra supplies we have sitting around if you're in a manufacturing setting. So it's looking for those ways that you can get both, which a lot of times people think, well, you know, thanks, Marie, for being the happy-go-lucky person, but that's just not reality. And a lot of times it is. A lot of times there is an and, even though it might not look like what you want it to look like, it may not be perfect, but it may be better than the or, And the idea of the and will get you thinking, keep you going, because instead of fighting the change, you're integrating it into what you've already been doing, right? It's that bringing the things together versus looking at it, and I talk about this a lot, you know, people stand at the edge of a a career cliff and think they have to somehow leap over this huge cavern, But if we think about the and, then we start looking at stair steps. We start looking at a bridge to the new thing. And if we're working in a business, we see our teams get motivated and inspired to look for the things that they can do together instead of figuring out all the ways that it's not going to work. And the or is really good at all the reasons that it's not going to work. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to keep going through some of the things that get in our way when we're trying to make change and some some simple things that we can look at to make that change easier. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Inside Healthcare is the only radio program focused solely on the healthcare industry. We bring together new and experienced entrepreneurs and industry veterans from throughout the country who are changing the dynamic on how healthcare is delivered today. Join us as we ask the tough questions, explore current topics, and discuss the new partners and models in healthcare that successfully address the needs of population health across the country. Listen Mondays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking about change and the different things that we can do when we are in change to either make it better or worse, right? And so we were just talking about this and or mentality and how when we are looking at change, a lot of times we get into the fight of either or, black or white, and and that mentality can stop us in our tracks, right? Whether we're individual change and we do this within ourselves, which is really strange, right? We divide ourselves into, I've either got to do this or that. And if we look for those ways that we can have it all, really, it helps us get more creative to be more changeable because we're not fighting the or battle we're looking for ways to integrate. We're looking for ways to make it work. And again, a lot of times that feels very Pollyanna that, well, I can't use my experience and make a change, Marie. That's just silly. It's just not going to work. And yet that's what I help people do every day, just to think about it differently. Instead of jumping off a cliff, how can I take a step? Instead of totally changing my whole world guess what you might not have to do that to be happier in your career so let's look at why you're really unhappy and what the and is that we can find for you in this realm right here i teach people and actually learned in my basic counseling classes to beware of the word but to beware of that negative, to beware of what we do when we say but, right? I think you're great, but you need to do this, this, and that. The word but just dismissed everything you said before it because but isn't an either or word. And I think you're great, and we need to work on this, that, and the other. As a manager, trying to get people to change, trying to get people to improve, and is one of the most powerful words that you can use. Watch your butts. Watch when you say it. Think about what you're dismissing when you use that word. Read an email before you send it and look for it. If you can replace it with an and, even if it sounds, sounds kind of funny to you because you'd usually put a but there, replace it with an and. And watch the difference. Watch how much much more receptive your people may be to making change when you demonstrate that and versus the either or with your but, right? We might come back to a different kind of but later. Ooh, maybe I will have something so outlandish to say today that they'll, they'll say their disclaimer of not agreeing with me is necessary. Anyways, so... One of the other things that Christy talked about being an obstacle to change is what she called carpeting. And I loved this. I'd never heard it before. 
but it totally made sense to me. And the idea of carpeting is, are you okay with you, first of all? As a manager, are you okay with you, or are you constantly trying to make yourself look good through your people, striving for some change just for the change's sake? Because I think people see that, right? They see when you are not okay with you. And nobody wants to be on your team when all you're trying to do is prove why you are worthy. And nobody wants to participate on your team when you're in that space because a lot of times you're the person that's not giving meaningful things to others because that would, to you, take away some of your value. It's a little mind shift for us to realize that if we bring our 100% every time, then, and not worry about what the other person is doing, right? And as a manager, I'm not saying you're not worrying about how they're performing, but you're not getting emotionally wrapped up in that, right? You're not trying to, and, and Christy talked about, you know, people will say, in a counseling relationship especially, you know, I, I had to learn this in my work with others, that the 50-50, right? Well, I'll be 50% and you bring 50%. Well, then what happens if my client starts to fall down? Well, then I start doing 75% or 80%. And what happens? I get tired and frustrated and I resentful, right? Why aren't they doing their 50%? And so then she said, okay, so what if we say we're going to do 100% and the other person does nothing? Well, that makes you resentful too, right? You can only pretend for so long. And so what she suggested is that we do our 100% all the time and we don't worry about what the other person is doing. Yes, if we're managing them, we have to, we have to motivate them and we have to give them goals and we're tracking their performance, but I'm not emotionally invested in that because I have my own thing going right I'm doing my thing I'm managing them I'm being the best manager I can be developing them instead of worrying about them and I think that's so much easier to say than to do right and delegating and all of those things especially as a new manager are those things are challenging and if we can think about what are we doing are we doing what we do best, are we doing it the best we can do it, then maybe someone else will actually be inspired to do their best if we're giving them meaningful tasks and doing those things. And so Christy called this being autonomously amazing. Uh, And, you know, she's, she was really great. And you might say, oh, Marie, that's fluffy. I love it. Be autonomously amazing. doesn't matter what the other person does. It doesn't matter what percentage of effort they're putting in. We're being amazing. We're doing our stuff. And it's, you know, the idea of leading by example, right? But it's more than that. It's really being focused on your emotional energy being okay with you instead of your emotional energy not being okay with you and trying to fill it with everybody else also being amazing, which I wish I could control, but I just can't. And so when we're in change, 
And let's look at individual change here for a little bit. And how does this apply? It's really about, and this, you know, maybe something we focus on every day when we're in job search, is that I'm amazing, I'm doing the best I can do, and that rejection from other people, you know, that's just not a good fit. And it's, again, being okay with us so that those external factors aren't driving, aren't driving us, right? They aren't pushing us to think about if I'm not okay because someone else is saying I'm not okay, right? It's more about, I know I'm, I know I'm good and, you know, y'all figure it out later. A lot of us didn't grow up with that root confidence, right? A lot of us didn't grow up with that being part of how we felt about ourselves. Some of us did, and you all are great, and, and hopefully we, those of us who didn't can come and learn from you, but it's really about, about that. And Christy talked about a Stuart Smalley episode skit on Saturday Night Live that I've never seen, and the movie, they made a movie? I didn't see that either, so I'm going to have to go and find it. But she talks about how Stuart finds out at the end of the movie this lesson of it's easier to wear slippers than to carpet the whole world. And so instead of trying to build up everyone else and make everyone else great, it's really just about being awesome, being in charge of you, being okay with you, and then a lot of other things might flow from that. I've dealt with several managers in my time who definitely weren't okay with them. And, you know, obviously this is my perspective as the, the peon in the relationship, but I think it's a helpful perspective to remember when we're a manager because it's probably how your peons are feeling, right? That that manager was so afraid that I was going to do something. I don't even know, right? I was brand new. I had a lot of energy. I wanted to get stuff done. I wanted to make people happy. And she, in this case, was so afraid of something or so territorial that it became this fight of, and one of the things that happened actually was me getting written up like on my permanent record, I got written up for suggesting that we buy a different kind of overhead for color overheads for the, for the company, right? Yikes. How protective are you being of your little changes? And when you do that to your staff, all of the power that you're taking from them and it's not about the power. I didn't need power, but I needed some way to make a difference. I needed some way to make an impact, right? When you look at a lot of stuff today, they talk about people wanting meaning and people wanting all of this. And boy, we could have that where we are if we could figure out how to be a little bit more changeable. And I didn't know any of this stuff, right? I was new. And I think that's part of the pressure that's put on to managers 
is the way that you react to those changes sets the tone for changeability in your organization, right? If you are trying to carpet the whole world, protect everything, make sure everything is perfect, what that might do to your team is put up walls of no, you're not kind of, you're not needed here, right? Your ideas, your innovation, your creativity is not needed, which is going to then mean that person's going to walk out the door, right? That person wants to give, they want to be meaningful, they want to have an impact, they want to feel like what they do is important. And if they can't make anything different, it's hard to feel like you're important. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few other pieces of nuggets of wisdom here as we're dealing with change, both in your personal career and within your business. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking about change and change barriers to change. We've been talking about barriers to change and how really when we start to change, 
some of these natural things come in and derail us, right? Inertia sticks us right back where we were. And we've been talking about some concepts that I learned from Christy Govertsen, G-O-V-E-R-T-S-E-N. And again, this was in a much different context that she was talking. But I thought that, wow, this is great and we just need to share this because I see it happen so often. So we've talked about the either-or mentality and that cliff effect, right, of, of trying to make this big change without finding a way to integrate it, without finding the and, and how, we, how that might look in your business, and particularly for me, because it's easy for you to do, to look at your butts, right? When are you saying but to your team? And how can you help them and demonstrate that and mentality instead of the either or black and white, where's the gray? And I've always been kind of a gray person that there's just, there's a lot in between either or. And, and so that piece of it was interesting for me to think about how can I use that strength, that, that thing that I already do to help me and you and, and businesses make change. Then we talked a little bit about being autonomously amazing, right? And, and being worried about your own performance and being okay with you and your performance before and maybe even instead of worrying about everyone else. We're still managing them. We're still trying to do the things it takes to grow them. But we're not trying to make them something they're not to compensate for something we feel we are not, right? It's it's autonomous. Our amazingness is autonomous and and we're demonstrating that for them, but we're not emotionally wrapped up in what they do. And when we talked about emotional intelligence, that was a big part of emotional intelligence too, right? That we're doing what we can do, we're maintaining our own attitudes and reactions, but we realize that we can't do that for others and we don't really try to because that doesn't work right and what we end up doing is coddling babying and all of those things that don't really allow someone to to grow and we don't give them things that matter because we don't think they can do it right and so we end up in this maybe even a little bit back to the either or, where I've either got to do it or it doesn't get done right. You've heard that. You've probably said it. Is there an and? Instead of I, I've got to do it or it doesn't get done right, where's the and in that for you and your business and your company and your employees who are looking for something to do that's important? So the other kind of, of but... And I love this. This comes from Ava Diamond, AVA Diamond. And, you know, this was her big presentation for a little while. I think she's moved on, but I still love it. Uh, oh, I used but. And her idea around this was the things that we say to ourselves that get in our way, right? And this is a little bit more touchy-feely than we, than we usually get in this show and I loved this one. I loved it because it's so simple. 
if we are focusing on what we can't do, if we're focusing on why we can't do it, if we're focusing on what we lack to be able to get somewhere, that becomes a very easy excuse, right? I would love to grow my business, but... And your teammates might say, well, I'd love to implement this innovation that you, that you want to implement, but we don't have the resources. All of those things get in our way. And lots of times they're perceptions, right? And this goes to a very basic counseling theory that our reality gets filtered through these beliefs and then it turns into action or inaction. And a lot of people miss that middle step. They think action, reaction, right? No, no, no. There's all of this stuff going on in people's heads that makes them think that something is possible or impossible. And that creates the action or inaction. And so... Ava calls that our inner butt, right? Our inner critic that we've got going on in our head around lots of things, unfortunately, but a lot of times around change specifically. That if you are going to make a change, what are your butts, right? No money, no time, no resources. And... What is it that is real there and where where are the ands? What is it that that can keep you moving forward? And a lot of times the the butts are very apparent in the inaction. Right? And so when you te- see your your team not doing what you've all decided you were going to do, Right? If they're not doing what you said to do, then there may be some other questions to ask. Get their, right, get their buy-in, see where the ands are. If they're not doing something that you all decided that you wanted to do, or maybe even that they said they wanted to do, you might dig for what's that behavior, what's, or what's that but, right? What's that thought that's keeping them from moving forward? It's that inner critic, right, that says, well, if I do this and I'm wrong, then it's not going to work. And a lot of that goes back to some trust, right? Do you have real trust with your team? Because trust allows that change because in that change comes failure. And most of us don't want to fail, especially in front of our boss, especially at work. I mean, you know that, right? And so we all say, oh, I've told them failure is okay. I've told them, you know, that that's okay. And if you don't have the trust, no words are going to do that. No words are going to allow that. It's all in your actions. How do you handle it when somebody fails? How do you handle it when something doesn't work out the way you think it's going to? Those are the things that they see as wow, I, I don't know that I should do this because that that but comes into play 
of it might not work out, right? It might not work out. So one of the other pieces that I, I just found through actually a, a Sandler training that also I think addresses this is the idea of goals, actions, and plans, right? And when we're doing something new, we've automatically got that goal set, right? The goal is that you're going to make a new product or the goal is whatever it might be. And those those goals, when you're setting them, and this happens to us a lot individually too, right? We set a goal within our our life, our weight, our eating, whatever it might be, that we set this goal. And without creating any actions or plans, really, and you know, this is one of the things that the Sandler training program talks about is that it produces guilt. It wastes time and produces guilt if we are creating goals without any actions or plans. And I know that you've had this before, right? Even if it's with something personal like losing weight or eating better or exercising, we've all done it. Where we set this goal that we're going to do something, but then we don't really put any actions or plans to it. And what do we end up feeling? Like it was a a waste of time and, and we feel guilty most of all because we didn't accomplish it. And so I'd look for that with your team. Are you setting goals and expecting them to create plans and actions, but not really providing the resources to help them do that or the direction to make sure that it's, it's going to work out as, as well as everyone can? And with ourselves, right, especially in our careers, are we setting goals that we don't have any plan or action to get to? And how can we create those plans and actions so that our career goals look a little bit more attainable and we actually attain them and get the feeling of that and move on, right? I've worked with people who've had the same career goals for a long time and just not getting anywhere, right? Not making any difference. And a lot of it is not knowing the the plan and action that they need to take to get there. Or sometimes not being willing to walk through that plan and action to get there, which then just means that we got to change the goal, right? If we look at the plan and the action, we say that's not going to work, then we got to change the goal. And the best example I can think of there is weight, right? If you want to lose five pounds a week, the plan and actions for that are going to be pretty rough, right? You've got to cut at least a thousand calories out of your diet every day to lose that much weight and most of us well or exercise and diet to net a thousand less right most of us that's going to be way too much of a change that's why people who often end up keeping off the weight are the ones that do it in small increments right because the plan and action is realistic Therefore, the goal is realistic. If the plan and action are are unrealistic, then the goal's de de facto unrealistic. It's just not going to work. And so when you're setting these goals and you're thinking about making a change, either within your business, 
in your company or within your own career, really sit down and look at the plan and, and actions. Are those things realistic for you? It's a good litmus test for if the goal is actually realistic. Are they realistic for your team? Do they really have the resources? Right? You can combat the emotional mindset, but if you've really thought about those plan and actions ahead of time. Because your team's going to say, well, but we don't have the resources. And you're going to say, yes, we do. Here they are. And you're, that change becomes the and when you have those plans and actions laid out. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few more points around change before we're done. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to close up our discussion here on managing change. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking about change and managing change, whether it's in your own career or within your team or business. And so we've talked about the either-or mentality and a quick way to shift that towards and, right, is using the word and. It's a little harder when you've got a big team and you're trying to get everybody to and, and if we've got that idea in our head that this doesn't have to be an either-or, there's, there's something else, right? It, it may not be perfect, it may not be the ideal, and it's, it's still not an either-or. And then we talked a little bit about a second type of but, 
right? The emotional inner critic butt that is going to pop up in your people and it's going to pop up in you, right? That, but I don't have enough resources, but I'm not good enough. And we might never admit that that's what that voice is saying, but a lot of times it is. And our team has it too. And so the more we can recognize that and have the resources to help them see that they can do it and to, within ourselves, realize that it's there, right? And that if it gets too big, right, if our butt gets too big, then we're not doing anything. We're simply, we stop taking risks, we stop getting anywhere. Some of that can be helped by thinking about the goal and what's the plan in action look like. Because with that plan in action, I can, I can get there. And it looks realistic. If with the plan in action it doesn't look realistic, then maybe I need to adjust my goal. And that's okay. Right? A lot of times I think we think, oh, if I adjust the goal, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not taking as much risk or whatever. And doing something is going to be a lot better than nothing. And if it's too far of a stretch, you're not going to do it. Right? That butt is going to be too big. And so we look at the goal, we look at the plan of action, and we decide what's going to work for us. Still got to stretch it a little bit, still got to do something. But when that, that action, that plan looks good, boy, we, we've got a lot more that we can do. Other thing we talked about was being autonomously amazing, right? Not worrying about what percent the other person is contributing, not getting into that, you know, how much am I doing, how much am I, are they doing fight, because when we start to go down that road, when we're not okay with us and what we're contributing, which is really what some weird fashion happens there, we do a few things. One, we start to judge us on other people's reactions, and boy, that's a bad place to be. And two, we start to not let other people have meaningful things to do which in a leadership position is a bad place to be. So we're autonomously amazing. I love it. We're autonomously amazing. That's great. So one of the other things that, that Christy talked about was our view of other people. And boy, this fits right back into that leadership thing, right? Why don't you let your people do the things that, that they could do? Because you really don't believe they could do it. And this was a hard one. This was like deep, right? Do you really believe that people are awesome or people are idiots? Do you believe that people wake up and say, hey, I'm going to screw up as many things as I can today. I'm going to drive the wrong way. I'm going to get in the middle of the intersection on purpose. That's one of the big ones that people talk about, right? All oh, these people that get stuck in the middle of the intersection, do you really think they did it on purpose? Has it really never happened to you? And I think that that's one of the most challenging things that Christy said, right? Do you really believe that everybody is trying the best that they can? Or do you believe that people don't do things on purpose, screw things up on purpose, you know, whatever it might be? And I would say that as a manager... That's probably the number one thing that I could work on every day. 
I truly believe people are awesome. I truly believe that people get up and try to do the best that they can do every day versus I believe people are idiots. And Christy suggested that we look at Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, this probably isn't hard to see. What do you see other people talking about? Other people, right? Not you. Other people are talking about how stupid. Don't tell my nephew I use that word. You're not allowed to use it. Do we really think that other people are stupid? And if you look at Facebook, you'll see a lot of that. Other people talking about how stupid other people are and what are we doing? We're going, oh my gosh, those people are so stupid. And it's this horrible cycle and really focusing on believing that other people are doing the best they can do. And maybe if they don't do it right or the way we want them to, there's another piece to that pie, right? Do they have the training? Do they have the resources? Do I really need it done that specific way? Do I really need it done my way? And if they don't do it my way, are they really an idiot? Maybe they're awesome and we're just not paying attention. And so when we're trying to change, when we're trying to change a lot, that comes up in a few different ways, right? When we're trying to change within a team, does everybody on the team really believe that everybody else on the team is doing their best? And that goes back to some of the trust piece. And when I'm trying to change for myself, am I giving myself the benefit of the doubt that I'm doing the best I can do? Right? And again, they talk about this a lot in dieting, right? That if you screw up one day, dude, you're still awesome. Get back on it tomorrow versus beating yourself up and calling yourself an idiot and not doing it the next day because you give up. Happens with career change. I see it all the time, right? Because you're dealing with so much rejection. And it's hard to believe that you are awesome every day. Especially when so much around us and so much of our mentality is naturally to believe that other people are idiots. And people say, oh, I'm such an optimist, optimist. And then you listen to them talk and really do they believe that everybody's awesome or not? And most of the time not. And that is something that we've all got to work on. So as we close here, I'm going to go through these seven principles of change. And this is an original thought. Because I don't know where it came from, right? So, first one. People will feel uncomfortable, awkward, and self-conscious. Whenever you make them change, they are going to take it personally. They're going to feel awkward. They're going to feel self-conscious. They will focus on what they're giving up. It's just natural. They'll focus on the negatives. Even your most optimistic person, when you force them to change is going to focus on what they're giving up. They'll feel alone. Even if you're making everybody else change, again, they're going to take it personal. They'll feel like you're making them do it alone. And if you're job searching, you're feeling this, right? You're feeling alone, even though you know you're not. You've got friends, you've got family, you've got a million other people who are in the same place that you are. Just feel alone. People can handle only so much change. Spread it out. 
right? If you're, if you're making a change for yourself or for your business, people have different levels of change readiness. I would add a caveat here that most of us are not as changeable as we think we are. People will have a perception of limited resources as your manager. That's part of your job to help people see there's lots of options. If you're cha- job searching, challenge that perception of limited resources. And the last one, boy, that inertia, we will revert back to old behavior as soon as we can. And if we're trying to make a team change, that's our number one struggle. If we're trying to make a career change, that's our number one struggle, is that pull to go back to doing exactly what we've always done. So next week, we'll be talking about how to work with recruiters with Jared Reddick. So excited about that. Hope you are too. And we look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.